Welcome to the MCO Advisors Podcast. In this episode, Ryan and Corey are joined by Anthony Ruffalo, Certified Financial Planner, where they discuss all things sales and field questions from live viewers. Welcome back. Thanks again, Zach, for the amazing intro music. Um, awesome to have one of our own members be able to facilitate a beat that comes along with the show. Very meta thing to happen. Uh, again, today we're going to be talking about sales. And I just wanted to introduce the man that we have in front of us uh, correctly. Most of you know him very well anyway. But um, as, G- as Jay-Z wrote specifically for Anthony, he's not a businessman. He's a business man. He gets so much engagement on LinkedIn that that LPL makes him put influencer as an outside business activity. Uh, Here he is, none other, introduced as Anthony Ruffalo. Welcome to your name and lines, all the lighters in the sky. You must be famous. This is how you live your Too much. Are we in? Am I out? You're in. You're here. Yeah, you're here. You're All right. On. So let's talk about that intro, okay? Because I think we need to frame that and let people know what where, what the hell, because people don't know what that is. Unless they That's saw the last show, show no then it would have been amazing. Unless they saw the last show. Ridiculousness. So I was actually trying, I had a shirt and tie on, and I was trying to be serious, and I was trying to give like real points. And Keith Wilson was just being ridiculous. I wanted to crack his face. Everybody was just, the whole thing just went completely off the rails. And I was just like, all right, screw it. I'm getting the tracksuit. <laughs> um, no, it's it's obviously it's obviously amazing. Every, everything you do is hilarious. Most people watch the show, saw that, saw that. Man, there was like 500 people who ended up watching that episode by the end of it. Oh, I know really? there was however many people live, but it, it grew and grew and grew and grew. And, Here's um, the real question. Is LPL compliance watching this right now? I hope not. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> see, funny, uh, funny story. LP- so I live for, if anybody doesn't know, I live in TGK, Fort Mill, South Carolina, which is where the home office is. My office, literally, I can't, this thing don't move, but right outside. So right outside that window right there is the, is a two four a four hundred fifty thousand square foot ninety million dollar headquarters that LPL built three years ago, 30, 30 yards from there, right? <laughs> keep an eye on things. Oh, They're yeah, watching they you with binoculars. It. They're not even they they don't even need to check on what you're doing on social media. They just walk in your front door and see what's going on. Yeah, no, so they I signed up. I play I like to play softball. You know, as a hobby. I, saw, I throw my name in a hat when I first moved, like moved down to this area because I didn't feel like driving up to Charlotte. I throw my name in a hat, you know, with the TGK area. I show up. First guy emails me. He's like, "Hey, yeah, uh, we could use we can use an extra player." I'm like, "Okay, well, I pitch. I'll I'll come down and and throw some balls." I show up. The entire team, twelve guys, LPL compliance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. We just can get beers with them after. That's got to be just a team full of personality. 
it's they're they're awesome. They're all awesome guys. I mean, they are you awesome. got some, you know, you, there are a couple guys that are just doorknobs. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> you know, most 90 90% of them are are, you know, they're great. They're great dudes. They're just yeah. They're just every everyone's just trying to make a living. Everyone's just trying to take care of their family. That's all. That's all everybody's doing. I agree. We had a few. We had a few audits, and even so, there was some where it was like worse than others. But most great people saying, "Look, this is just how we do things. We just want to make sure you're compliant because we want to make sure you're not saying anything wrong." Obviously, there's liability, so um, cut right through it. But uh, so today we're going to be talking about specifically sales, but how to sell a financial plan. We'll lead with that, and we'll start answering questions. So you guys, anything you hear, whatever's going on, start bringing it on. And um, apparently, it's Keith's birthday. If that's true. Happy birthday, Keith. Happy um, 68th birthday, <laughs> Keith Wilson. Officially, his FRA, he's delayed Social Security long enough. He's starting to take He's got his med supplement policy. Uh, he got his first free wheelchair because uh, you get there is a wheelchair allowance on med supplement policy uh, for health purposes. So he got his first wheelchair preemptively. His wife right now, I talked to her yesterday, Sarah. She's a sweetheart. She's actually, she hired some contractors. They're putting a ramp in, in front of the house. <laughs> the railing. <laughs> yeah, ramp and a railing. Uh, no, he's doing great. He really is. Yeah, I think Keith a lot Wilson, of that's deductible. You know what he looks though. like, Keith Wilson, when he wears a suit? He looks like an orderly at a mental institution. <laughs> <laughs> Without him being here to defend himself, I feel bad. Um, but <laughs> Marketing and video editing, it's an ugly business as evidenced by his face. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you got to balance it out with Ryan Gosling. Keith, we love you, man. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Love that video, by the way. Everybody, I'm sure who saw that, his edit with Ryan Gosling, he keeps taking it to new levels. When I see something like that, it's just, it, it'll never fully get the credit it deserves. I really believe that. Just, just so funny. Um, Anthony, let's at least give somebody something of substance that's already hanging out with us. When right, you're, let's do it. When you're selling, let's talk about selling a financial plan. So you're in the financial planning process. Talk specifically to either a young advisor who's having trouble closing the sale. And then specifically, I want to talk to the people who don't charge for financial planning with hoping to gain the business on the back end of providing the value for free. Those two topics I want to hit on first. All right. So first, I think first and foremost, you need to get into, well, what is... What is say it? What 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 elements do you need to make a sale? Okay, and any any sale, not even financial planning. Before we get into it, you need three things. You need pain, money, and decision. So as you're as you're a young advisor, you need to be thinking three things. What's the pain? Do you have the money to fix it? And who's the decision maker here? I'm constantly thinking when you're in a if you can just hone in on those three things, pain, money, decision, pain, money, decision, pain, money, decision. So pain, like you you need those three elements in order to make any type of sale. That's what actually drives people to make to, to drive the sale, to actually set the table to be able to walk away with a new client or with a, a sale. So pain, do you what why why am I here? What are we talking about? What what is it that's on your mind? Did you just have a, um, did you, did somebody in your family pass away? Did you, uh, and, and leave their family uninsured, uninsured? Do you have, do you know somebody that is in retirement that is scraping by because they didn't save enough and it's, they're not living what you would think would be a, a good retirement. Do you know somebody who, uh, had had Alzheimer. Do you have a family member that that suffered with Alzheimer's and the whole family had to scramble and take take care of of that person? 
Um, are you fighting with your spouse about spending? Are you not happy with how much you have saved right now? And you have that nagging feeling of, I, I need, I know I should be doing so. so what is the, the element of pain? What is the problem? Let me, that let me ask you for a second too. How do you find something like that? It sounds like a very real cut to the chase conversation. Like you need, if somebody's fighting with their wife, I feel like you need some rapport to ask them that. Are you just confident saying, this is the only way I can help you? You know, like, let's, let's get right to it. What, what's going on with you? How, what's your discovery process to find those pain points? Yeah, so it's a little... It's a little bit different, you know, as be, being an older seasoned advisor, people just kind of come in now. Yeah, right. So I'm not, I'm not making the outbound calls. People just kind of find, find me now. And I'm, I get tons of, you know, referrals and, like and or, organic. Like that, email new client. And really all I do is I start the conversation with, hey, what were you hoping I could help you with? And I just shut up and just see what they, well, you just, cause you don't know what, what direction it's, it's going to, it's going to take you. Right. I love but, that. Let's talk about real quick. Talk about you. You mentioned that in a video just recently. You were talking about calling people, mentioning that sentence and then shutting up. What, talk about talk about being silent for a second. I found so much power in saying less. What do you find about letting people sit and, and discovering their own problems? Yeah. So if you're if you're in a meeting and you're talking, if you're talking more than you're listening, you're losing. If you are if you are doing the talking, you're losing. Now I talk a lot on video and, and stuff like that, but when I'm with clients and I'm in an appointment, I, I'm I try and talk the least amount possible because the, in that conversation and you 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 let people open up to you and you just ask you know you intently you actively listen intently listen listen with emotion. It takes if you ever get out of a, a one hour or two hour appointment discovery appointment with somebody, you're exhausted. It takes a, it take, mm -hmm. you're emotionally involved in that, in that process. And you have to stay here the entire time with that person and, and kind of lead them down a, a path of self-discovery is, is, is what it is. But so let me back up. Let me give you some, something uh, tangible. Cause I, I don't feel like we're, we're going to the right. So selling, actually selling a financial plan. It all, I believe it all begins with being able to frame somebody's situation. That's why you hear about niching, right? You hear about niching. So what is niching? You, you hear like, Oh, you need to be a, a, a niche advisor and then the business will just come to you. Well, then you need to ask yourself that question. Well, what, why is that? The reason, the reason niche niche, niching works is because you're able to frame somebody's situation without going through the discovery. So in the prospecting, the sales made in the prospecting. So when you're prospecting, if you're on the phone or if you're networking and you frame some, and you have the ability to frame somebody's situation before they even say anything, they know that you get it. Like he knows me. That's what you guys do, right? You're like, Oh, I, I understand what the struggle, you know, the struggle is. So for going back to where I started with teachers, like I knew, I knew what their day looked like. I, I knew, you know, what their world looked like. I knew what their finances looked like. And I was just able to, to frame that situation, frame their, their, um, their situation for them in such a way where they're like, oh, I, yeah, he, he understands. So if you're, you know, if you're in your 40, it, most of my clients now are, you know, that I'm taking on are in their 40s. They've, 
They've got they're starting to hit their earnings stride, and they really you know they got a couple of kids. Their wife's checked out of the workforce, and they they want to they need somebody to help them get them get them organized and get a plan in place because they have no idea what to do and they don't have time to do it anymore. So I'll take a breath. So would finding your niche. Would finding your niche, Anthony, I mean, that sounds like the first step in this whole thing. You have to identify who your target is. You can, or you just have to be able to frame anybody's situation. Because that's essentially what niche okay, does. So can you break down framing a situation? Like how, like what, what you do with your marketing, how you talk to people? Like, what do you mean when you specifically say frame a situation? What are you, what are you actually doing for somebody? Well, if somebody come, if, if I'm talking to somebody, I know what they're you know, in general, like, hey, if you're four, if you're 42, you got a, a five-year-old and a seven-year-old and you're coming to me, I kind of know what you're, I know what I, I just did, you know, I kind of know what your situation is. You, you got a 401k at work that you're putting, putting money into. You've got, you know, you got some insurance that your brother-in-law probably sold you along the way you bought because, you know, he, he would just kept on hounding you. You change jobs. You maybe have, you have an IRA hanging out. You have all these financial instruments all over the place. And why do you have what you have? What what is your what is your plan? So the financial plan is always the is always the solution. So the goal in a discovery. So once you've established that, let's pause there because we've we've got the pain. Now you know the the person you're talking to. You can relate to them. What's that next step that the the advisor, the younger advisor, needs to do on the sales process of this whole thing? So selling, a, I guess, we back up. So selling a financial. A financial plan is just your audition for the assets. That's all the financial plan is. And if you're not charging for a financial plan, the, the financial plan is the product. And then other advisors will say, well, you're selling yourself. Well, how do you sell yourself? You cannot sell your, it, you're, you need three things. You need people to, to like you, trust you, and think you're smart. Those are the three things that you need. And then people will begin to like you, but uh, begin to work with you. But you, you can't people aren't just going to fork money over. So a financial plan is a real easy way for people to figure out if you're smart and you're trustworthy and if they, and if they want to work with you. So that's why you lead with the financial plan. You always lead with a financial plan and the financial plan solves the pain and the pain is whatever they come to you with. And what you're finding out in the discovery process as your the I guess what are your first first second meeting of your planning process? I mean, you we all we all have this. I mean, uh, Corey, how old are you? Thirty eight. You thirty eight. Okay, you just wh what did you do before? Uh, corporate mutual fund marketing. You're corporate. Okay, so at thirty eight years old, are you exactly where you wanted to be? Where you envision your life? Are you no? Are, are you not. where you want to be? Right? No, you're not. Okay, let me learn you a little secret. Nobody is. <laughs> so you need, nobody is where they thought they would be at whatever age they're at. But you need to have a, you need to have a plan in place in order to move the needle forward. So as an advisor, you need to learn, you got to learn what, you got to learn what, like, you have to learn those rhetorical questions, so to speak. It's an art. And it takes, it takes years of, uh, it takes years of practice, but you hone in on what is a financial plan. A financial plan is everybody wants to do three things and you got to learn how to simplify it. It's pretty much people want to save for retirement. 
They want to educate a couple of kids without the kids drowning in debt. And if my, if I die or if I become disabled, I want to make sure my family's taken care of. Essentially that's a financial plan. And if you're a young financial advisor, you harp on those three things. I like those points. What are your thoughts on charging for the plan? Yeah. You got to charge for the plan. You, you, you're, it's a paid audition. What do you if suggest you have, for somebody just starting out when they're trying to say somebody's not planning and they're just getting into the process? How do you find your way to price? I, I like I like flat fee because a flat fee it just people can people can determine value in their mind with a flat fee. Okay, I'm here's here's what I'm getting and here is the charge. Is it worth it? And they can make a decision. So evil everyone's heard confused people don't buy. If you confuse Anthony, is that flat buy. fee binary across all assets, like all of, you know, binary, it's, it's 1500 or 2000, regardless of, of what you're coming in with. No, you, I will, you have three levels. Yeah, we, you always have three levels, you know, and I have a one page sheet that I use and I go, you know, here, most, most people that I work with fit here, you know, the middle, but you give yourself some latitude to either, if you come across something that is more complex, yeah, here we go. You know, you're, it's either you know, a, uh, a thousand to 2,500, 2,500 to 5,000 or 5,000 plus something like that. And it's one, two or three, but most people get a fund for me. Most people get what's called a fundamental financial plan, which cover those three things. And then a couple of one-offs and it's 2,500 bucks. And what, what's the, the yeah. what was, what's the cheapest you would suggest a young advisor? I'm 32. You know, I don't know if it matters the age or not. Let's say somebody's just starting out. They're getting into financial planning. What's the least amount you would, you would suspect that somebody should charge for a financial plan in order to survive in the business. 500 bucks. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's what pops into my, into my brain. There are people that do subs, you know, at the XY network, they do, they've got subscription fee, uh, to, uh, type, type char uh, charges. I think everybody's trying to do subscription fees. So I tend to do the opposite. I think you do a, a flat fee because, you know, for if my business model is financial planning, and then I want to do the asset management. So if you lead with the, the financial plan is solving those three things. Hey, we're going to take care of retirement. We're going to make sure that we educate the kids. And then if you die or become disabled, we're going to make sure that your survivorship planning is in place. Now there are other, you know, things that you add, add to that. There are other one offs, but that, that will cover, you know, 90% of the bell curve. It are those three things. Cause that's what we're all the same. You know, when you're working with middle class, that's what everybody wants. And do you find the, the process? I'm sure now it kind of intertwines. Do you find the process sells the, uh, the, 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 the audition or the assets itself? Or do you feel like you're doing things to position yourself during the planning process to be the advisor? Or do you like to be the objective that just, just says, this is the plan, do what you want with it, but here's how we could execute. Yeah. So here's how I frame, here's how I frame that is I'm, I'm a, I'm a hundred percent upfront. I say, I tell clients, say, listen, my goal is I want to be your advice. I wouldn't be building this financial plan for you. If my intention was not to make you a client for life, that is my intention. I not, I want to build this financial plan and then I want to implement it. However, your problem is you don't know me from Adam. You don't know if you can trust me with a half a million or a million or $2 million. And I completely understand that because I wouldn't trust anybody with my life savings on a first meeting either. 
So let me build, uh, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to build you this financial plan. And I want to be clear. My intent is to win you as a client. However, what you will leave with is you will leave with a financial plan and a one page action uh, list of items that you can go and implement anywhere you want. You are not obligated to implement anything with me. I hope you do, and I want you to, and I want you as a client for life, and I don't want to make any bones about it. That is my that is my objective, but I will never put any pressure on you, and you're giving me $2,500 for a financial plan, and I there is zero pressure. Um, I'm not going to close you or try and bring your assets in. Hopefully, at the end of the process, you want to do business with you, and you determine that over the next three months while we're building this plan for you, Hey, this is the type of this is the type of person that I want in my life. Now, what happens? Here's what happens. Uh, most most people will say in the financial you're not selling financial services, you're selling yourself, right? We've all heard that. And this is where I call BS on just sales crap. <laughs> How do you sell yourself? How do you do that? And when you say sell yourself, really, it's how do you get people to trust you? It's great. We all talk about, oh, trust, trust. How do you get somebody to trust you? Think about the people in your life that you trust. Who do you trust the most? Mom? Dad? An uncle? You know, why do we trust those people? We trust those people because they give us objective advice that they have no vested interest in mm -hmm. that turns out to be true. We can get advice from people. And if it turns out to be bad, we don't trust them because they're morons. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. And that happens yeah, we, as well. We all have that that uncle too. Oh too. yeah, there's plenty of it. But know. I love the idea of, it's almost like you're, I don't know, I guess selling is just you meeting it head on it's just you telling people of your intention and providing the value but making it very clear up front i think gets rid of that when's the shoe gonna drop kind of thing i think everybody knows what you want anyway it kind of goes into the sales pitchy dm sometimes or you can just be more straightforward but um how long did it take you to get to that point did you feel like you you were trying like power statements before and doing anything different or were you always so authentic it was just easy for you to open up to people no i um I would say that it really hit me um, after I after I finished my CFP, and and I've been doing it for a while because and it and I hate to say like you don't you don't get a CFP and people line up outside of your door and say I want to do I don't want to do business with you it, it just that's not how it works. It was it was here it was the six inches between my ears where I had all of the training and I I had been an advisor for years. But I finally, I felt like, I'm like, I can do this on my own and I feel confident I can handle 90% of anything that walks through my door. And, and, and I'm not miss me. I'm not missing anything. Cause I really truly want to win for my, I want to do the best I possibly can for my, for my clients. It keeps me up at night. I think about it all the time. Like I want to be winning for my clients. I want them to, to succeed. I really truly uh, do in the beginning, it was about making money. Quite honestly, you know, at 25, 26, it was about making money. And then after a couple, after a couple years in the business, I realized I'm like, holy crap, this is not a $500,000 account. 
This is 30 years of somebody's blood, sweat, tears, sacrifice, self-discipline. And, and, and you got to take, and I say that to, at, at a meet, like that's part of selling, like, right. That's yeah. how I, selling is not like, Hey, if I can show you a way, okay. That's <laughs> right. not selling. <laughs> yeah, right. Selling is you sitting across the, ta the table from somebody and looking him in the eyes and say, listen, Ryan, you got a $500,000 account. You, you've been putting money away for 30 years. I get it. You don't want to blow it. You don't want to blow and your wife is putting the pressure on you to make the decision or your husband is putting you, you the decision maker, you know, Mrs. Stark. She probably is. She is. <laughs> I know you don't want to make the wrong decision. That's what 100%. I'm, I'm here to help you make the right decision. That's what I'm here for. That is selling. You gotta, Anthony, have, you gotta let that. <clears throat> I love, first of all, great question, Ryan. And I love the way, like, I, I love how you answered that. And it, I just want to, scratch at that for a second anthony for any of the younger advisors was there a moment in time 25 26 27 30 32 when you just thought to yourself this isn't working this isn't going the way i thought it would you you questioned your trajectory on this yeah pretty much like i, I every day of my life yeah still no. no 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 not 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 now now i wake up and it's a dream it really is a yeah. dream come true um, to being on the other side of it, I've got a, you know, a big advisory, well, I wouldn't say big, but I got a really nice advisory practice. I'm not stressed. I don't worry. My financial plan is met. You know, I mean, um, no, but to, yeah, to answer your question, yes. And I think I alluded to that maybe one time on one of your shows, um, there was a cross the crossroads for me. I, I had an interview. It was okay. So. I restarted, I left the transactional side at the insurance company. I was making great money and I restarted to build advisory starting at zero cold calling attorneys in Charlotte. And that was my grand plan. And that was in August of 2008 and the market subsequently dropped 50%. And I had, I was, I went from an established book of business that I built for three years. Couldn't take any of those people with me back to zero at LPL paying a hundred percent of my expenses, uh, no, no salary, no nothing. And, um, a 60% payout <laughs> at that point. So I was already in the hole 14 grand and that first, that first year after, and I was just cold calling attorneys because in my mind, I'm like, oh, I want to make, I want to build an advisory practice, but I want to work with people that make more money and everything. It was a disaster. I mean, I basically drank every night of my life <laughs> to get, to get through it. Um, and the, and the, the crossroads were I had built back up. I, I think I got to like six, I was making like 60 or 70,000 and I was frustrated, um, at the speed at which business was, was coming in. Cause it was just so hard to get anybody to come through the door at that point. Everyone was terrified of markets. And I, I took an, an interview at bank of America, in a compliant, because I do actually have a 24. So oh, I took awesome. a, <laughs> and the offer came back. And in my mind, I was like, I'm going to take it if it's like over a hundred grand. And the offer came back at like 92 with full, but I had not, I had no health insurance. I had no, I nothing. Yeah. 1099. You right? Your taxes, self-employment yeah. taxes. You're no, you're married at this point. Yeah, I was to a train wreck. We're, we're divorced. <laughs> Hope so you're not watching, honey. Uh, 
Oh, you know, she was a music. No, that was my, That's I awesome. was married before. It. Total yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a different Buffalo? show. Different Divorced? show. You know, go figure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, hey guys, no. while we're going, while we're going, anyone watching, get your comments in, and we'll aggregate those comments or yeah, questions, and we'll we're going to grab all the questions at the end, so we're not bouncing around. We're going to try to stay on topic, and then we'll hit the questions for you guys. Don't worry. Yeah. So let me go back to, but so that was that was the that was the crossroads for me. I don't spend too much time on this. I want to give you real actionable stuff, but that was the crossroads, and I was just like, and I I really had a coming to Jesus moment, and I I just said man, this would be really nice right now. But I just looked at my kind of my, my, my ramp. I'm like, I'm, I'm here. I'm like, this will be better temporarily for like a year or two, but just suck it up, just suck it up and just, just do it. Damn it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, I changed, I went back to the drawing board and I actually went back instead of cold calling attorneys, which is why I was struggling. I tried that for a year straight and maybe I, I, I've made, I brought in five clients in a year. It's horrible. It was banging my head on the wall. Um, cause I was trying to do somebody else's model. I wasn't doing me. I went back to what did work. And then I just, and then I, which was working with my state employees to get start, to get going again. And yeah. then I just, and then I just blew up again and then it just took off. Uh, and then the market turned and the economy started getting better and everything just came together and started gelling. But, yeah, no, my, my entire practice, millions and millions and, you know, millions of dollars, every single one, I, uh, every single client I have brought in on my own from scratch, one by one by one by one. And it's Amazing. all right. free. Um, you know, Anthony's been so willing to provide value and, and to help us answer questions for advisors. Like, let's think about some of the stuff that, you know, we talk to advisors about and what they struggle with that he can help answer. <clears throat> Yeah, I guess I was going to lean into the questions. One of the things I say specifically is that uh, younger advisors seem to have trouble closing the plan. They don't know what to say or how to provide the value. And I think you already touched on that of of kind of finding the pain points. All right, what, let me what, give you the close. Yeah, what's okay. a close for somebody who doesn't have anything I'm gonna to give say? You two, I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you two actionable. You can do the hard sell or you can do the soft sell, and it just depends on on where you're at. I've I've done I've done both. Okay. So you're at the table, you got the financial. So why does somebody want a financial plan? You have to understand, let me look at my notes here. You have to understand why somebody is buying a, a financial plan for somebody is peace of mind. A financial plan is clarity. A financial plan is a referee for spending in a marriage. So for younger advisors, I just don't think they get it yet because they're not there yet in their own personal life. Like Corey, you get it, right? Have you had, mm -hmm. have you ever had a disagreement with your wife about how to spend money? All the time. Okay. How do you solve that? <laughs> your point, here's how you, he, you let point, her spend it. You point to a plan. No, you say, yeah. listen, honey, me and you, we went through this mutual goal setting process and this is where we want to be together in life. This is what we dream about. This is what we're working towards when the rubber hits the road and it's hard to make and it. And we have to make challenging financial decisions that involve sacrifice. This is why this is our mat. This is why we're making the decision that we're making. That's what a financial plan is. So I love that. That's what that you're you're providing peace of mind. You're 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 making a marriage better, right? I don't know how to teach people that. That's just something that you have to in, you have to intellectually like you got to think about, and then you have to emote like it's about emotion. You need to move people to emotion. And when I say framing a situation, that's what I'm talking about. 
like Ryan, have, like just like that. Ryan, have you ever had a disagreement with your wife about money? Yes, I and have. That's a, like, I'm not trying to be cute. I know that's a rhetorical question. I right. already know the answer. Right, right, right. Of course, you're human. We all disagree. Have you and Corey ever had a disagreement about the direction of the business? Yes, we have. Of course you have. We already know the answer <laughs> to that. It's a leading question. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's what a, fi a financial plan will help. I, I, I don't know how else to tell you, but if you spend $500 and you buy a financial plan for me, when you're having those difficult conversations with your wife, you guys have something to point to that's a mutual value set. Mm. That's selling. It's not about, ah, well, you know, compounding interest and rah, 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 rah. That's the, you know, you're not, it's not about how much money can I make you? It's, it's about getting to the root, the emotion that drives human behavior. Sales is psychology. If you really want to get into it, you got to study, um, psychology. So when you work, when you have a, when you have a husband and wife, it's a roadmap for them to make financial decisions in their life. And guess what? It's fluid. As soon as you leave my office, it changes. That's where we work together. This is an ongoing process. The asset management, the tax planning, that's the easy stuff. And I think as a young advisor, you got to realize people are dying for your service. They want you. They just don't know that you exist and they don't know that you're going to follow through. How you are you? Do you know what handling... a relief it is? Go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm, I don't want to step on. I, I thought you were taking a break. Go for it. I go an hour straight. <laughs> Um, what, what do you, well, go, go, go ahead, Corey. why don't you jump in? I, I, I just, he said, like, he, I'm thinking through the, the process of like, like tangibly in, in, in real time, you're doing this either virtually or now you're having people back into the office. Are you having husband and wife leave to talk about it, to think about it, to call you back? Are people making a, a decision at the moment, at the table, on the screen? I'll give here are the two closes. Here are the two. You guys can, if you, if you have some, assuming you've done all the prospects and you have somebody in. So you have to present the financial plan in a very, keep it simplified, confuse people don't buy, simple. We're gonna work on retirement, we're gonna educate some kids, and we're gonna make sure that if one of you die prematurely, the other one is taken care of and there are no worries there. Does that, right, that's what you wanna do, right? Okay, perfect. That's what this financial plan, that's what the financial plan is gonna do for you. Now, you can do two things. You can either, you can, and I would, I would say, listen, you either you before you you have to know which way you're going to go with the the prospect right so you can either do the harder close or you can do the softer close i do the softer close now because I, I honestly i truly don't need the business anymore so i go after i'm done kind of through the 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 meeting it's 99 it's done but i'm like listen i understand this is a big decision go home i want you to leave i want you to go home do the husband and wife thing i want you to think about it Here's what the next step is. The next step is I need this one form signed. I got to send you some disclosure documents. And then I'm going to send you a checklist of these items that I need. I don't even need you to sign anything. I'm old fashioned. Uh, I do this thing on a handshake. You shake my hand. I'm hired. I don't need any money from you. All I need is a commitment to move forward with a little bit of time. That's all I need. Go home. Think about it. I'm going to email you tomorrow. Just respond back with a yes or no. Just do me a favor. Don't leave me hanging. If, yeah, you, if, if you, if, if it's no, that's fine. I got, I've got plenty of people I need to do business with. Just tell me no. And it, you push for the no, you don't push mm -hmm. for the yes. You push for the no. That would I be your, that. that's your, that's your soft close. And you give them, you get, 
Because what's the what's the thing that you the one objection that you don't want to fight and wrestle people on is I want to think about it. You take it away from them. Listen, go home, do the yep. husband and wife thing, hash it out. I'm going to email you tomorrow. If you want to move forward, those are the next steps. Just let me know. Just do me a favor. We spent some time together. Just tell me yes or no. If it's no, totally cool. I'm here when you when you decide you need me. And the first thing they get in the car and it's like, honey, he's hired. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Or I used to do. I used to. Do, this one's a harder close. And I'm excited for this. It's a harder close. Um, and you know you got to be you got to be delicate with it because you you could turn you could turn people off with it, but. You get to the end of your presentation. You get to, to the end of the meeting. You say, listen, uh, Ryan, what's your wife's name? Angelica. Angelica. Okay. Interesting. It's, it's a very classy name. All right. Yeah, no, I didn't pick it, but. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, Angelica, listen, we covered a lot of stuff here. You want to you wanna educate the kids. You want to plan for your retirement. You want to make sure that, you know, if one of you died prematurely, like, I got it. I want to be your guy. I got it. Um, if you want to get fo- if you want to get moving, here are the steps. I need the checklist and this and that. I don't need any money from you. You pay me when we're done. Okay. I'm going to put my work where my mouth is. I'm going to do all of this work. I'm going to put 25, 30 hours into building you a financial plan, making sure that we cover those things. I'm going to go through all everything that we discussed, your employer benefits, your 401k, all the, your estate, everything that we need to do to build you a, a financial plan appropriately. And I don't need a dime from you. But can you put your faith and trust in me to build you this financial plan? Yes or no? Yes. Are you looking for an answer? Are we playing this? No, no, that's it. Oh, yeah. And that's, yeah, yeah. That's no, the, I, I mean, that's how a did hard, you, no, here's another question. That's a hard between close. between hard close and setup? soft close, do you really, do you feel, and I have to imagine this is almost rhetorical, do you feel that not needing the business has made you a much better salesman? Absolutely. What would you suggest to somebody who's so hungry and feels like they're reaching in order to get to that mindset point of you're selling when you don't need the money because you you know that you, I think that's the the aura you put out or the the comfort that people feel is that you're not hammering them sometimes and that comfort obviously feels from you making enough money to not have to do that. Yeah. What do you suggest to somebody who feels like that? I think you just you always lead with your weakness. So if that's your weakness, you, you just leave with like, hey, if you need the business, say you need the business. And what, here's what I mean by that. Ryan, Angelica, you know, I've got seven clients. I understand this is a leap of faith for you. I, I get it. Let me do this work for you. I promise I won't let you down. I want to make you guys clients. I'm building. I'm growing. I want to build. I want to grow with you. You're, you're young, you're starting out. I'm young, I'm starting out. Uh, you know, I mean, the reality is, is that I need, I need new clients to build a business. I think do you, do you ever lean into the idea that you can give them more upfront because you're not overwhelmed with business at the, at the moment, like they're getting in at the ground floor, which means more attention, more work at, is that anything you ever lean into or that a younger advisor could lean into? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually had somebody tell me no, me, me. <laughs> I had somebody tell me no, um, probably about three or four months ago, it was a half a million dollar account. And I was like, it's a layup. I got it. And, and actually he had a great objection. I was like, nah, he's right. 
<laughs> he was he was a younger he was a younger real estate he's probably about 30 he's a real estate guy and he just was super frugal the guy's been saving for you know since for, for for you know i think he still had his communion money saved and uh he was like well he's like you're you know you're and you have a, a larger established book of business he's like how much attention am i actually going to get from you and i'm like well you're going to be a b client you're going to get, you know, these two appointments a year and you're going to be on this service schedule. I was like, you know, no, we're not going to talk three times a week. It's just not realistic. And that's what he wanted somebody that he could be more in contact with. And a younger, a younger advisor would scoop that right up. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, that's, that's crazy too. Um, I actually really like that. Can you talk about that for a second in terms of your scheduling when you're telling people oh, okay. how you're going to call them? No, 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 forget about that. It never happened. So um, what are you, are you a Mets or a uh, Yankees fan? Yeah, and, yeah. and telling what people. What kind of stupid question is that? Well, I know you're from Long Island. I don't know what, you know, Yankees you said? No self-respecting New Yorker is a Mets fan. Yeah, so this guy was a Boston fan. That's why he's like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> Who is um, a Boston fan in here? I don't remember what I was talking no, about. Can you block, can you block him? <laughs> oh, there's a bunch in the chat. I know there's Boston fans in the chat. Nah, that's fine. Where's, where's Nielsen? He's my baseball fan. The guy was like semi-pro. <clears throat> oh, that's funny. Where are we? Go ahead, Ryan. You had you were teeing up something. I forget what the hell I was talking about. <laughs> you wanted to ask him more about his uh, the oh the, the the process. I uh, do you do you really call really call people like B clients? in terms of saying like, this is where you are in the tier. Um, I see you less than other people. I mean, is that how direct that, that is that as comfortable as it is? You just say, this is the schedule based on how much money you have. No, I won't. This, this guy was really pressing me. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't put, you know, necessarily put that unless it's an A client. I tell him, Hey, you're an A client. <laughs> and is everybody an A client? <laughs> no, everybody is not. <laughs> And there's the I've sale got, i have 18 <laughs> i think i have eight 17 or 18 or what i would deem um a a clients and they're like they're a million plus household a million plus with me and growing and you know there's a, 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 several different elements to uh, uh to that nice. but no so that guy was pressing the, what's your schedule like in terms of the planning process when you tell somebody uh, while you're planning do you say this is how much you're going to meet a year like is everything set out in terms of how you meet with people the annual meetings all the stuff that comes with it does your process just carry throughout the whole year since you've been in business so long just everything's always running yeah so i'm actually in the process right now of doing um my my re reviews and i break them into two you know, two segments. So there's, I have ABC clients and then, and then it's segregated into accumulators and, and decumulator or accumulate accumulation phase or distribution phase, because it just helps me organize the com the conversation. And what I'm, what I'm doing right now is I'm in the process of getting through all of my annual, all my annual reviews. And this year it's much easier because I'm doing all via zoom. So I'm running through all my annual reviews and it's, this one is uh, specifically investment related. So it's for, it's a real simple agenda. It's four bullet points. It was like 2020. What was, what was your performance on your accounts? What was your asset allocation? Here are all the holdings. We run them down. Here are the changes. Here are some of the trades that I made throughout the year and the rationale as to why here's what worked well. Here's what didn't work. I highlight both because I don't, I'm, I'm not just always highlighting what I do. Right. I, I think it's important to humanize like 
I'm 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 right more often than I'm not, as demonstrated by my my track record. But I am wrong sometimes on the investment side. Here's what 2021 looks like. Here's what we're doing to rebalance and change your asset allocation uh, or end or holdings or maybe nothing. But here's that that conversation. Here are the the BS outlooks that came from Vanguard, Goldman, J.P. Morgan, and the consensus crap that they just push out. Here's what we you know. Here's what my opinion on on everything is. Um, and then the third third item is uh, important financial planning uh, items, action items that we need to take out take care of through the year. So. Oh, when when are we going to talk about your IRA conversion? When are we going to talk? When do we make your IRA contributions? Um, is there a rollover that we need to execute? Do you have life insurance premiums that are due? Do you have long term care premiums that are due? Do you have RMDs that we need to take? And we schedule that out and we say, okay, this is so. This January is really investment driven conversation, and then I do a second you know meeting that is more financial planning driven, like retirement projections, distribution. <gasps> projections, income tax discussion. And we break, cause when you get in, when you really get into this, if you have a, you know, a, a client with three, 4 million bucks with you, an hour is nothing. Yeah. An hour goes, I can spend a whole day. I've had meetings with clients. It's three, four hours long because we're covering everything. You talk about tax investments, insurance, subsets of insurance, long-term care insurance, life insurance, disability insurance, estate beneficiary designations i mean it just goes on and on and on let's get into some questions here anthony while we got you as people are uh starting to pile into the comments and and the one i'm going to tee up just while we wait for them to come in is are you doing all this alone what's your team look like is it you and just an admin just you um what are your thoughts on growing a team expanding etc not including keith um Keith, is Keith saying stupid stuff out there? No, I just meant because he edits some videos and stuff. Do you? No, I mean, I guess what we're talking about is, do you have do you have any type of uh, any type of team behind you? Um, I'd love to office? roast Keith, but how do you roast somebody who's already melted down? <laughs> He's behaving. He's on his best behavior. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. So actually, I'm going to throw it out. I need to. So anybody out there listening, I need um I need a junior advisor. <clears throat> So start firing over some resumes. Um, I'm looking to hire a junior this year. It's going to be sal a salaried position for at least uh, a year with commission uh, on top of that. But mainly your first year, you're going to be a grunt and you're going to be doing the admin work because I think my, my admin is um, probably going to retire at the end of this year. Um, I don't know if she's going to come back or not. So I need to, I need to fill, that, fill that role uh, sometime soon. My, I'm really lucky. My admin is was one of my best friends. I've known her for 15 years, and she was she was she decided to go an, another, but she's pretty much a CFP as well. And we work we work great together. And she's a machine, and she's really she's giving me the support that I need in order to uh, to in order to run and and, and grow the business. Um, really, she she could easily she could easily run, you know, a multi-million dollar practice on her own, but she just doesn't want to do it. That's amazing. A support really goes a long way. And having that right-hand person, I think is invaluable. Um, I've, I've seen it feel like I, I've been it. And to find somebody who can do what they're good at, for you to be able to run and be the salesman that you are and be the planner that you are, to count on somebody taking care of the office, I think goes a long way. Yeah. 
I think. So, uh, was this guy? See this Andrew Dobbies, yeah. Anthony Equity Brown. compensated executives. Drew Dobbs. It's like, uh, isn't it Hobbs? Roy Hobbs? He played natural? professional ball, too. Actually, he did, yeah. Did he really? Andrew did, yeah. Oh, never I mind. I already, don't, I already don't like him. He's probably a tall, <laughs> lean, good-looking kid. Son I've talked him. to him. Yeah, he's good-looking, unfortunately. God, I'm 5'7", um. five, five, 200 pounds. You know what my <laughs> life has been like? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so take the question away. Andrew doesn't need any more value. He's going to be fine. No, I'm just no, kidding. No, bring, no, it Andrew, bring it back up. Bring it back up. Andrew, to answer your uh, Andrew, to answer your question, what would you say my niche is? So my original <laughs> niche when I first started out as a younger advisor, I work I worked with uh, North Carolina, South Carolina state uh, state employees, teachers, teachers and principals. That was my first niche that I focused on and I ran with. Then my second niche became uh, attorneys. Um, and I learned a, a lot working with them. It didn't really lead to much business, but I, I learned a lot. It really sharpened my skills in order to be able to sell to intelligent people. Um, and oh Jesus, forget it. I'm not answering a stupid question. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I was going to hold that off. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to say I, anything, I <laughs> but he decided to put it out there. It's horrible. Uh, that's uh, awesome. You can't say 1918. And then, um, and then now in the last three years, I've kind of audited my book of business and my, my, in the last three, five years, most of my new clients, my new households that I've taken on are equity compensated executives in some way, shape or, or form. So I decided to say, you know, you have to you just put it out there like, Hey, that's my niche. Um, you know, of course I've worked with other people that aren't the, but for, for marketing purposes and then for, you know, some of the accounting and referral relationships that I have, I put it out equity compensated executives. They're the type of people that I were, I think I bring the, uh, a huge value to them because there are tax, tax, they're, they're complicated. They lack time and they, they need help navigating all of the complexities, uh, of, of, of their situation. Um, and it's, you know, they're, they're bigger, honestly, they're big, they're big accounts. I'm, it's the truth. And lots to do. I mean, that it's easy to provide a financial plan for somebody who has multiple pain points. So it sounds like you found that person who has a lot of those things. Like I have all this stuff. How do I actually get it when it's taxed? How do I end up with the money? Um, and I think that, you know, it sounds like that's a, a venue that's been working for you really well, especially on social media. This yeah, is a good I one. I fun Keep... with social. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just trying to, I'm trying to educate. And if in case anybody know, everyone's always asked me like, what are you doing? Like, what's your end game? It's really not client acquisition. Although I've got clients from it. My end game is not client acquisition. You know what I want? I finally figured it out. I'll tell you what I want. I want to be, well, when we finally have conferences again, I just want to be, I want to be a keynote. That's it. I want to entertain. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I love I'm it. Coming. And as you should, you should literally, I can't believe that LPL doesn't reach out to some of you guys that talk to the rest of the advisors and tell them how to be authentic, how to use the LPL framework, um, and how to how you guys have actually reached success doing what you're doing. It's a huge corporate miss by LPL. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that everybody sees it. You're, you're, everybody's checking out the round table. I'm sure you guys are crushing it in there. Like you guys I are missing out. I don't there anymore. Yeah, no reason to, I guess. No, um, I mean, I spread more. Va I, I would rather bring more, more. Uh, I bring more value to the. There's more younger guys starting out that need help that are not in there. The round table, it's good guys, but they're all, you know, they're 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 older, they're seasoned, they're they, they don't need they don't need the help. It's more just about 
you know, like, oh, client works is down today. This sucks. <laughs> would, would you ever make that career change, Anthony? Is there, is there anything that would ever spark you to do that? Like, if, if to be kind of a, uh, you know, you're going around the country to talk to and consult and and do that keynote kind of thing. I mean, it'd have to be a really big check. Somebody would be be willing to write because I, I, I don't think I'd ever give up my practice. I love, I truly love doing what I do. That picture I posted yesterday was from a client out in, Mo yeah. in Montana, and that lights me up. That's exciting. She just says, like my clients, they literally, most of them are just like, I don't just make. Here's how much money I want for retirement. Can you make sure that happens? And I'll tell <laughs> them that's that's realistic or that's unrealistic. And I'll either say, no, we can't do that, but we can do this. Or yes, I can do that. And you could do this. And then, and then they just trust you to make that happen. And then the magic is never taking advantage of that trust. And people will find out if they, if you took advantage of that trust. What, what do I mean by that? I mean, selling them a bunch of commission loaded crap that they don't need or that's garbage. People will eventually find out. If you do the right thing for people, they'll they will they will know and they will just send you more business and it will it will mm -hmm. multiply. Totally agree. So how long does it take to complete uh, a, my I guess the average financial plan? I I don't do more than um I don't take on more than one client a month. Um I got three kind of teed up for this year. I'm working on one right. Uh, it probably a month or two months it takes me to complete it. And that's just, and then from an, I don't know, it's usually three, three meetings. It could be four meetings. Like I don't have a, this is, this is where I, I suck at is I'm bad at systematizing things. Cause I don't like to systematize things cause everybody's different. And I know I get criticized for it from, you know, business consulting people. They're like, you need to have a system. I'm like, well, I think that's kind of what, why people like to work with me is because I, I don't make them feel like they're a cog in a wheel. If I, if there's somebody calls yesterday, I got sidetracked with, you know, three people that wanted to talk about individual one-offs that had nothing to do with their accounts. But I just, that's, that's the, the intimacy of the relationship. Yep. And that's because that's what I would want. So how long does it take? I think a good, if you're doing a, uh, a if you're covering retirement education, retirement education and um, survivorship planning and then you're 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 looking at employer benefits i mean i would say 10 you know 10 hours and then plus your time that you have um working with the client so do you have you know a, a, if you have three two-hour meetings with clients going through the discovery process the goal setting process um the really you know, delving into what is it that you want? What am, what am I doing? What are you paying me for? Like, and then getting to the heart of why you're making the decisions that you're making. Um, I would say, yeah, I would say, you know, 20, at least 20 hours. And then that's, if you have all the information, it, people that have tried to do financial planning, you know, your number one challenge is getting the information that you need from the client. That's the biggest challenge. Do you use a financial planning software to build the plans? Yeah, of course. I think they may, I guess, I, I guess, I guess, which let's say which that, that is, yeah. do you use? Um, but Hey, no, let's be real. Some people don't.
So they think when you're doing a financial plan to them, that may mean you get a bunch of statements and you write down on a yellow pad of paper what the planning process may be or what you think with numbers. They just, if nobody's doing it, they don't know. So why don't you break it down for somebody in their infancy? Um, what, what do you use and what's the importance of using the software? Yeah. So I guess um, also when you're when you're going back to the when you have uh, when you have a couple or, or somebody and you're selling them a plan. I put it, you know, I've got my three screens up here and I put, you know, here's my screen and I turn it around and I show them here is a plan. Now it's a hundred pages long and you're not going to read this entire thing. I do the planning for me, not you to figure out the numbers, but this is what you're going to get. You're going to get a 40 or 50 page, you know, whatever it is, you're going to get a plan. It's, I use wealth vision, which is e-money. You're going to get a plan that breaks down everything that we talked about with all the numbers, it's going to be irrelevant as soon as you leave the office, but I have the data and it's fluid. So when your life changes, you call me and I update the data and then I can crunch whatever numbers you want me to crunch. And in, in addition to that, what I do is I do a freehand, it's called an executive summary, which is plain English. And I distill everything down into here are the, you know, five, six set, whatever I'm working on for your plan. Cause people, you know, there's some one offs, but here are the five, six categories of your specific situation, you know, emergency savings, it's recommended that you have 60,000, you only had 50, here's your source of liquidity, you're short on 10, this is what I suggest you do in order to bridge that gap. Retirement, here's what you're projected to be at retirement. You know, based on the track that you're on, here's where you're going, and then based on what you told me, this is what you need to do in order to get get where you wanna go. I show them, these are the types of, of, of answers that you're gonna get, and you're po I'm pointing to a screen and that's what your that's what your twenty five hundred dollars is going towards. You're it's going towards synthesizing twenty thirty hours worth of data from all these different uh, all these different places on an objective basis into here to answer the question: Are you going to get to where you want to go based on what you told me? Where you told me you want to go? So you're not making much money on the plan then. The time you're spending and the the effort that's put into it. Um, I mean, obviously for that month, if 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 you just left yourself with a plan every month, would you still be, would you Hell be in survival no. mode? Yeah. That's why I have absolutely no, I don't even, it's like, I don't even want to do, I, I say, I don't want to do, I, when I, when somebody says, yes, I want to do a financial plan. I'm just like, oh my God, this is going to, this is so much work. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you make more money working at McDonald's if you're doing a financial plan the right way, but it's the audition for the lifelong relationship. That's, Do you know how many clips you've given me? That was, I mean, the amount of video clips that we're going to pull out of this. <laughs> make more that's money. Why, well, yeah. Corey welcome, yesterday, guys. Corey was like, I need something to do. And I was like, just wait for tomorrow. I was like, you kidding me? We're going to have Anthony on talking about sales. It's going to be easy. Hey guys, we're going to keep doing questions. Throw in your, um, throw in your software before uh, below. Oh, I was geez. using, um, just to show people what it is. You don't have to go crazy, but, um, I was using right capital and I actually, I liked right capital. I've never used e-money. I know it's very extensive. So I'm interested in what you guys are using. Throw out some softwares in the comments if they're different. Here's right. a monster. So we'll pull it off the screen after we just get it teed up here. Zach, I know Zach. He's, um, he's doing this, this kid. I like he's, his meme game is strong. It sure uh, is. Yeah. TikTok's good. I like Zach. He's, uh, he's, I, I, I feel like he's doing it the right, you never know like what everyone what we doing behind the scenes, but it seems like he's doing the right thing. Yeah. And, uh, I like his general, um, 
uh, presentation. Like he's, I think he's doing the right thing. Good. I'd love to, uh, let's see, any of my business models go flying up for you. I'd love to know what you're talking about. Developing a plan for fee and letting them know my goal is to have them as ongoing clients. Would I be underselling myself by telling prospects I'll develop the plan, and if they sign on as clients, then I'll credit the one-time plan fee to their onboarding fee? I, would I be would I be selling underselling myself? It depends on how much money you're talking about, and it depends on the you know honestly it depends on the complexity of the client. I mean, what's what's the vet? What you know if if you're if you're doing an Excel page on how to how to pay off student loan debt, I mean, I don't th I don't think there's much value there. But I, that's just my my. Uh, that sounds my like opinion. a sale, right? Though from Zach, doesn't that sound like a coupon? Like if you do this and then you trans bring your assets over, this will be waived. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I, the price of it kind of makes it the product, like you said, and that's why it sits alone. And although you expect to get the business, that's what I think leaves it objective is the fact that you're paying for the service by itself. Yeah. So Zach, if you're listening out there, here's what I would tell you to do. No, charge, <laughs> charge your financial plan and charge a subscription fee and stop trying to rebate. And, and I don't say I say that in the in the gentlest way uh, possible. Because yes, you're, you're selling yourself short. Now you have to look in the mirror and ask yourself, are you really bringing X dollars worth of value to the table? And if the answer is yes, and you really have a, a solid deliverable and you're adding, you're adding X dollars of value, then, then no, don't, don't rebate them and tell here's them what, up front. Here's what Zach's struggling with, Anthony, which you struggled with, I'm sure, when you started and all new businesses struggle with is the patience. They know they provide value. They believe in the value. It's just it takes a while for people to buy into it. It's Yeah, unfortunately, so marketing is getting in front of people and everyone everyone's putting out um, marketing material. Everyone's putting out, you know, videos and me, you know, and getting eyeballs. But when you're young and you're starting out, the reality is, is like, you you have to step up to the plate. You've got to be a little bit more aggressive. You got to go out there and you got to you got to DM people. You have to have you got to get to the conversation. Use the DM to get to the phone to have the conversation or get to the cup of coffee. You got to get face to face. You got to get belly to belly with people even in even in the pandemic. If it's Zoom, it's Zoom. But you got to get face to face with people and and that's how you cuz that's where the emotion is. You're not going to get anywhere. I mean, the, the, the root word of emotion is emote, which is to move. It's Latin. It's to move. Nothing happens until you move. Emotion moves you, whether it be fear, whether it be greed, whether it be love. You need an emotion to move you to, to action. And it's not going to happen via text message. It's not going to happen via – it can, but it's rare. It happens more in the intimacy of a conversation and being able to empathize with people, being able to have the conversation, being vulnerable with people. I talk about my losses. You know, I talk about the, the things that suck in my life right now. I'm not telling people how much money I've been able to make over the, you know, I, I'm, I'm telling them, you know, I'm relating to people about, you know, the, like the lack of time I have in my life. I just happen to be a financial planner. So I've got my financial life really dialed in and really in order and I can help you with that. But the rest of my life is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how it goes. Um, what else we got? Who else? Anybody? Any questions? 
Let me roll through and see if I saw any too. What's on your mind, Anthony? What else? Like, what are you seeing out there? Trends? Well, yeah. What, like? what in terms of sales? Like, I think you're big on, on, you know, giving people the meat off the bones of sales. Is there anything that you feel like you left off from either your notes or what you do actionably that maybe you don't even realize you do, but it's something you do that adds that value or sells people? No, I, I think that you have to realize because this little community, and let me back up. I say, for, I should have started with, thanks for having me on the show. Um, I really like what you got. You guys are really doing a, a solid service. Um, I follow your, you follow your, in the beginning, I was like, all right, what are these clowns going to do? And I've been, wa I've been watching you, you guys. So did and, we. <laughs> what? So yeah. we were thinking that though. Yeah. No, and I was like, and, and you guys are really delivering on, on value on, I hate using the word value. I'm so sick of the word value. You guys what about are honor. Let's, let's talk about honor. We just try to try. We try to say real shit, just like you do. Yeah. We try to say real, like something that you can actually do that actually yeah. helps you make money, rather than just being like have a positive mindset and like it'll right. carry you through the rest of the day. Like oh. if I could, if I could be happy by snapping my fingers, like don't right. you think we would all do that? So yeah, yeah you know I can, what, I completely get that. You know what makes me happy? Closing a sale. That's what makes <laughs> yeah, me yeah, happy. yeah, yeah, it is. yeah. Been, yeah. I'm a 40 year old middle aged man, married. I got three kids. You know what makes me happy? New business makes me happy. <laughs> Alone time. Smile, <laughs> yeah. Smile on my kid's face. Yeah. Uh, no, I think that, no, what people, what the younger guys coming up need to realize is that they got to, they got to toughen up. Okay. There's no easy way to do it. You have to be, you've got to get aggressive. You got to get out there and you've got to get, you got to have conversations with people. You have to learn how to, you got to stop hiding behind social media you have to stop hiding behind dms you got to stop hiding behind email because you send an email that means nothing it means ugats you got you have to it's all about getting to the phone and getting to the table you're talking about money this is still the 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 i mean money is so unbelievably important and it, it like there's so much why do advisors it. hide from talking to their current clients why does that happen i see whether it be the obsession with new money or something uh, what do you think stops an advisor from picking up the phone and and you calling somebody they're currently working you, with i'll tell you why because they sold them crap and they're afraid to go back and bring it and up And they know they sold them crap and they know they're going to get the call like hey but I, I believe that the advisor who's doing doing the financial planning and doing the advisory business, the advisory, the advisory advisor and the financial planner always picks up the phone because you know that you're you're always on like you're one you're one step away from getting the fire the client can fire you at any time for not following through, as opposed to the transactional per person who got paid their five, six, 7% upfront and there's no incentive anymore. Yes. They're, they're, they're good people and they want to make sure that, you know, they meet their, their, their regulatory requirements of returning your phone call, but there, there's not really an economic incentive for them to retain your business and keep, you know, getting paid when you, when you have an advisory account, you're on, I'm constantly on the hook for performance, for service, if somebody has $2.2 million with me and I don't return their phone call by, by minimum close of business that I, I'm, I'm in, I'm putting, I'm in jeopardy. At least that's how I, my mentality, if I had $2 million with Ryan 
and Ryan doesn't call me back by the end of the mm -hmm. day, that's a problem. That's a major problem. Yeah. Guy's making $22,000 a year on my account. And he, what the hell and he is he doing with back. that time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the hell is he doing with it? The yep. trans transactional people. And the other reason, the transactional people, they're not picking up the phone because they're out prospecting. <laughs> they don't have time. Oh, yeah, yeah, they don't yeah. have time to call you back. They're on, so the they're on the corporate hamster wheel. They're constantly spinning. Their, they're stressed out. Dude, I was there. I don't ever want to be there ever again. It, it makes me, you know, I have nightmares, you know, thinking about having to sell insurance for a living again. I don't know how those guys, I don't know why anybody would work at a cat at a captive with a, with a, with a uh, production requirement and just train hundred percent transactional. Well, you talked it, about it on the last time we had you on, you said they get so far down the line that it's, it's a life decision to unwind that. Yeah. They can't leave kind of like what you did going back to zero. What do you, what do you, what would you tell somebody who that you did it? What would you tell somebody about who's afraid of going back to zero? I, sucks <laughs> no make no bones about it tough shit <laughs> no it's but i'll tell you now where uh you know it, it, it it's only hard for a couple of years a couple of years if you live right if you practice what you preach and you live lean and you live below your means and you don't overspend you sacrifice a little bit and then all of a sudden you and then all of a sudden you slingshot and it compounds it compounds and it grows and the advisory business compounds and it grows and then you're you know, you're living a, a, you know, you're living the dream. Love it. Um, it's totally, yeah. totally hundred percent where I, I, th I really think self selfishly as an advisor and advisory practice is weight is better, but it also makes us better advisors for clients. It eliminates conflicts of interest. It creates and promotes transparency. It promotes the long-term relationship because I could get fired at any time and I lose the client. The revenue goes away. The, and the, it's better for the client. The client can walk without any penalties or any early CDSEs or charges, right? Yep. The client has a right to demand performance. If I'm not meeting my, the benchmarks that we establish for the client for the either for the, to drive their financial plan or either um, you know capturing what you know the, the market return that they want. I'm, uh, you know, we're responsible for that. They can fire me. And that's what I, those stupid MPI guys, like, you know, look at all the money that an advisor makes versus a one-time commission. So yeah, but you can fire this guy anytime you want and remove right. that fee and go somewhere else or do it yourself. I can't fire an insurance agent. They already got paid 10 grand on the policy in year one. And now mm -hmm. I'm married to this insurance company for the rest of, for the rest of, you know, 10, 20 years. So let's selfishly ask you a question, Anthony, since you're such a, obviously an honest, <laughs> honest guy for us, what could we be doing better? Like as MCO, as marketers to help reach and be, give more meat, give more structured, whatever to the advisor community. I mean, clearly you should be working on my account for free, promoting me and then building me up at absolutely no cost. I mean, that would be first and foremost, what I would suggest. Of course. That's a good thing. This is, aren't we doing that? <laughs> We've been commercialing you for 48 hours. Thank, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I think you got, I, I don't it's still, I think you need to, um, you know, like Gary V says, jab, jab, hook, throw some more hooks. 
So what, what are you, are you, you going to say? You don't know like, what we do. We're always doing this show. No, I know like, what you do, I mean, but I don't yeah. know. Uh, maybe it's because I don't go. Is it on your website? Like your your fees, which you call it, like your mm -hmm. plant, like your. Okay. Well, I've never been there. So that's but no, let's no, let's let's talk about that. You didn't. You never been there. So let's say there's people who are watching us, watching us, watching us, and we never. It's like I I've actually had somebody send me a message and said I actually found out that I could work with you by going to your page and falling upon the website. What what's a what's a I don't want to be at the end and say just remind everybody or always always hit a sale, but I guess it has to be done at some point. How do you think of we course. should tell people gotta... what we do and when we do it without overbearing it? I just like financial planning. If you're bringing a tremendous amount of value to the table, you're entitled to make the ask. So you guys are giving other advisors a platform to to be seen in order to to be seen to promote themselves. You're promoting other people. You're also promoting great dialogue. I love it within the community. This doesn't exist out there. You're promoting dialogue. You're connecting people. I'm making uh, other friends. We, you know, we friends, connections, learning. There's there's a ton of value. So I don't think you should be shy one bit about giving yourself. Um, you know, a, a you know, in e each show, you know, just as something as simple, just remind you, like, hey guys, remember, we're out, yes, we're here building and promoting this <laughs> thing for you guys. We're here to support you, but we're also building the business. We have a business. We'd love to work with you. If you ever want to check us out, go to our, our website. You know, something soft like that, just to sure. remember, just to remind, uh, remind people. I think the thing that we almost missed the mark on and just selfishly, again, I, I appreciate your candor on this, but like we attempted to go so far beyond what the traditional people were doing, the silver bullet to buy this package. And then you get this, um, you know, kind of, we, we tried not to play in that area so hard that, that we just have stopped the idea of asking anybody for anything. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's okay. But you guys are a business. You're, you're not a 501 C three. And I, th I think you could. And even those make money. <laughs> well, you pay yourself a salary. Oh, yeah. You actually control setting the salary. <laughs> Hashtag uh, United Way, $2 million CEO, whatever. Um, <clears throat> I think. That's real planning. You uh, you wouldn't. I think you should do, uh, you know, what might might help you is take somebody that you're working with, put them on the, put that person on the show and just do like a little case study. And that's your advertisement or advertisement. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like people stuff. know. I, yeah. We were afraid of it. I don't know why. And I even wrote on the post. I, I, like sometimes I feel I can be so anti-salesman. I don't, I don't, I don't say something to them or I forget to even mention it, but I didn't want to, I don't, I didn't want to exploit members I, and I don't know all that stuff, but okay, Ryan, again, Ryan. growing a business, I mean, you wouldn't bring one of your clients on and be like, look how he's doing. You know, so I, I, I understand. That's because I legally that, can't, but I if know I could, I would. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I just looked at the, I guess there's not much privacy factor in marketing. I know when Ryan, somebody has money, but yeah. It's just, you get the head trash. It's your, your head trash, buddy. Yeah. There you, you go. Guys, you guys, you've, hey, I and I right, wouldn't say, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say this if I didn't feel like it. And I, it's evidence also, I see the people that are re repeatedly tuning in to watch your show. You guys have good quality, smart advisors that are respected that are tuning in to your show. 100%. So I think you've earned the right, just keep doing what you're doing, providing the forum that you're providing, bringing, bringing the conversations and the, the information to market, and then just start building in a little bit. Cause dude, you got to sack up and you've got to ask for the business. And I think to, you know, to, to the, what you were saying earlier about the, um, 
uh, you know, younger advisors starting out is you need to ask for the, the business at some point. Like you need, it's okay. It's not, it's not okay. a turn off. Like you're, you're saying you're, you're trying to help other advisors get business. You need to ask for business yourself. You need to be an example of what it is that you're trying to get other advisors to do. Yeah. That's it right there. I know, that's I'm it good. right there. They're good. You're gonna, you're good at what you do. What, what, what can we say? That's why you're here. That's everybody's grabbing value. We selfishly stole some from you, but that's that sales right there. Like again, don't forget to ask. And you know, you see, I just again trying to beat marketers. Just too much, too much marketing. Not enough business growth. Business is business. I think you got to ask. You got to make money. And even if I think that sometimes I don't act it, and that's something that I think everybody goes through. But you just have to keep doing it. So that's what I'll do. I will. Um, you know, also I like what Keith said, clearly define what you do. I think we could do something better with that, but in the sense, it's kind of like, you know, you guys are financial advisors, financial planners, whatever you want to call us, consultants, coaches, whatever that word feels comfortable. The thing is we're not, we do what everybody else does, but we're not like everybody else in terms of, I guess, the one-on-one -on -one customization that we bring that everybody has. So we just have to find a better way to display that we feel like we're we're also figuring out where we fit in because every time we talk to somebody we feel that avenue of how we can help them so we're really trying to to hammer down how we can help each individual person but for me it, it comes to these one-on-one -on -one meetings just like you did right now anthony you sat here and talked to us about what we should do i i feel better about giving somebody that outside perspective than i do for me it's hard for me to separate from my own business but when i look at somebody else's it just starts to make sense so it's, it's an interesting aspect, but um, we'll work on clarifying those two things, asking more, and um, I'll look forward to giving you some results in a few months to tell you how it's been helping. Serious. Good. Just kidding. I just want to thank you, dude. It's been, um, I, I think getting to know you has been just a lot of fun, you know, selfishly for me, you, Keith, uh, Nick, all, you know, all these guys in the community. It's been, yeah, you, you guys, you guys make the show. If you guys weren't talking, people wouldn't respect us. It wouldn't care. So it's true with you guys engaging, being on the yeah, show, right. saying yeah. these things. Nobody would, care. nobody would care. It's just it would just be us talking to each other. Brian tees you up like he doesn't even just, know it. He just just be you two freaking muppets flapping your mouths. <laughs> exactly. That's what I say all the time. And every once in a while, we we steal equity from a guest. No, so. no. They, I I think there's there's definite. Um, you're, you're bringing a, a service to the, to the community. Um, and it's, it, it transcends broker dealers too, which is, which is cool. I mean, my, my mission is really, I mean, I, I want to be a keynote at some point and be on a stage somewhere and having fun. Maybe I'll come out in the yellow tracksuit one day and deliver a speech. I don't think John Hancock or, uh, or equitable is going to be hiring me anytime soon. <laughs> Probably, <laughs> Probably um, true. Uh, no, but the other thing, like <laughs> social media and the, the, the shift in compliance has enabled all of this because we, the industry has been silent for so long. Yeah. And what I, I really want the younger guys. So you can't, we've talked about those insurance guys are in it's like, so they're in so deep, they can't get out. And a lot of those guys are, they're good people. They're just stuck. My goal is to cut them at the kneecaps. If you don't have new people coming in selling your crap, you're going to have to find a new method of distribution, which the only thing left is going to be to go the independent route to distribute your product. So, so if you don't have a new sales force to sell your captive crap, 
you're going to have to change the way that you do business. It's never going to be regulated. It's never going to be legislated. It's not going to happen. That It's not going to be a DOL rule. It's not going to be anything that changes the way that these insurance companies force their captive agents to go out and sling garbage. It's going to change from the, the, the work, the workforce has to change it. So we've carried 20 or you've carried, we've, we've only had probably close to 20 people in a show. That was probably last time you guys were here, uh, maybe Kristen Shea, but you've carried 21. There was 30 people here, by the way, live, 21 people still here an hour and 20 minutes in. So obviously you were worried about bringing, you know, that, that overused word value, but obviously it's there, which is why people stuck around. So I 100% appreciate, you know, your stories, authenticity, and you sharing it with stuff because it really does help people specifically had um, uh, Sid jump out and say, this is one of the most valuable li lives that he's ever been on. So I can't, cool. can't thank you enough for sharing the information and giving somebody that um, here it is right here, one of the most valuable and LinkedIn lives I've ever been on. So I, I really like what we're doing and it yes, obviously Sid. helps people like you. I tell you, this is, it was a rough, it was a rough week. I had somebody, uh, I have my storefront here, you know, it's across from LPL and this, this lady walked in, she's an older woman. Um, her husband passed away and all the assets are being settled. And she walked in off the street. <clears throat> she was like, Hey, my husband died. I don't know where this advisor is. We moved from out of state. Can you help us? I'm like, I can't do anything for you. And she's like, I have all of this money and I can't get to it. I can't access it. I'm like, it's not, up to me, it's in the hands of, you know, you got to work with your attorneys and you got to get everything final finalized. And then she looked at me and she said, you know, I almost wished he hadn't died. <laughs> I'd made that up. That's I'm sure. I'm sure. I hope. Good way to end. Real. That was a great way to end. Um, I appreciate that. So anybody who's looking for a job, if you guys are sad, you're young, you hate your life, Anthony Ruffalo, you'll probably learn a few things. I can't think of somebody that would be better for your career to learn real financial planning sales and to actually grow a business. Um, somebody who's going to be very straightforward with you. I can't imagine a better situation. Joe Conroy just hired somebody. And again, some of these good guys are now excelling to the point where they're starting to hire. And if you're at that point where you're growing your own business and you're grinding, make sure you're, you're checking yourself and, and realizing how much you could learn from somebody else. Everybody wants to grow their own business, start their own RIA. But if you start with established CFP and, and you're taking the learning curve away, it really does value. I learned so much just from spending with somebody who's been in the business for 20 years. And um, that experience is, is invaluable. So anybody wants that chance, um, Anthony can give it to yeah, you. So go ahead and reach out. I'm going to lean on you guys. I'll, Ryan, I'll, I'll um, reach out to maybe help me get that out there. I've got to type up a, you know, a, a document or something that defines exactly what I'm paying, what the expectations are. I see it as a junior. I'm just going to assign a couple of million in assets to that person. They're going to be responsible for those accounts. Um, ideally they'd be licensed already, uh, with a little bit of experience. Maybe you're struggling a little bit to find new business. I've got more business than I know what to do with. And I just want to get, and, and I want that person also to, to become an EA and then do some tax prep work. Um, and then I can feed them, I can pay them and then also feed them some business and then show them how to get up and running and build their own thing. And, you know, my thing always was, Hey, if you're going to come work under the, uh, somebody else's umbrella, you need to be able to know that 
you're not going to put all this work in and you're going to be stuck working for somebody. So I want that person to have the ability to, to take what they build and then just move it and, and take it with them in five years or seven years if they want to do that. And my goal, it's kind of like an advice as, as how I run my clients. My goal is if I'm teaching you, I want to keep you incentivized to not do that, but you can, you have the option to walk whenever you want free and clear. I don't, I would, I would never go to work for somebody and do, well, I did, but I wouldn't expect somebody to get screwed. Like I got screwed. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to somebody else. Hey, we've got a handful of clients that are in the North Carolina area, so we can definitely, obviously, communicate all that. Especially EA. I know Sid has that. Sid, if you're not happy working with your dad, well, that has to be remote, but still. Um, hey, do you, do you Anthony, want somebody in North Carolina? Does it have to be coming into the office? Yeah. Okay, has to be coming. Okay, never Anthony, mind. If you don't mind, will you, will you hang out for just a minute? Just, uh, I just want to chat with you for a second once we close this up. You guys there? Oh yeah. Cool. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thanks so much guys. Um, appreciate Thanks, having guys. you and fun. we will see you again soon. You know what we'll do for Anthony? I'll, I'll cut one of these clips for him and I'll, um, and we'll give it, we'll give it back to him and I'll edit it so he can, he can share that where he's looking for somebody and he can write some text or yeah. figure it out after that or somebody, I don't know, figure for out sure. and for, forget which you guys are going to get paid fair. Like it's going to, it's going to be fair. And, and the experience alone, like if you're already not making money to go over there and to be able to get a small salary to learn what you're going to learn from Anthony is going to be amazing. And I promise you, promise you very rarely will you ever meet an advisor who literally walks up to you and says, I'm going to hand you this business. You can leave whenever you want with it, grow this as you will. I'll teach you how to do it, but here's my incentives of while you stay. That situation just does not very exist very often. Um, if anybody's even thinking about it, I really suggest you push yourself in order to to take advantage of that situation and, and learning. You know, if I was if I was a couple of years ago, it would be something where I would have I would have blocked you guys out of the chat and talked to him personally and done it myself. So um, I uh, again, I appreciate you guys being here and um, uh, more than happy with you guys commenting. Thanks so much. And as always, you know, reach out with other topics so we can have more guests and just help you guys more. And sign up for MCO Advisors right now. <laughs> sign up right now. Have a good weekend, guys. Cheers. Happy Friday. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We hope that you find value in this show. We hope that you find value in MCO Advisors. You finding success means everything to us. If you found value in this show, please leave us a rating. Thank you all. Talk soon. <laughs>